This is a City of Crestview podcast. Welcome to Season 3 of Civic View. My name is Chance Levins and I'm the Public Information Manager for the City of Crestview. Our mission here at the City is to improve the quality of life by providing exceptional municipal services to our citizens. And we believe that fostering community engagement through open and transparent communication is one of the many ways we can achieve that mission. So, let's get started. Hello, Crestview, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Civic View. Um, we are getting close to 60. As I said, I'm going to have a super special episode, I think, when we get to 60, or maybe this is 60 and this one's special enough. I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, what do we got going on with this episode? Well, this episode is one that I've been wanting to do for almost the entire time I've been doing this, um, just uh, my own scheduling issues and other things coming up, I haven't been able to. So I am, um, as I said, five episodes ago, I'm not going to say I'm excited this year. I'm pumped. So I'm pumped to have uh, a, a special guest. Well, all my guests are special. If you listen to any of these, you'll know that. But um, um, I have Lauren Hurst, who is a victim advocate here at our uh, police department. Um, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um Yes. So I got lost in my own head there for a second. Uh, so Lauren is a victim advocate and she's the only one in Oklahoma County, right? Correct. That works. That works with um, any law enforcement agencies. Right. Um, That's so, a good thing to clarify. Yes. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> so luckily we have a lot of victim advocates, you know, that work um, locally with different um you know, shelters and things like that. But I am the only one in the county that works um, with law enforcement. Okay. Uh, so... So here's the question I'm going to ask because everyone's sitting here going, well, 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 that's great for Lauren. What what does that mean? What is a what is a victim's advocate? A victim advocate in in my role with the police department is um, I focus more on working with the victim or the person who was, you know, affected or injured during the commission of a crime. Um, so the police are kind of there to. Uh, you know, get the bad guy and and take care of that and put them in jail or whatever they need to do um, to kind of get justice in that way. And I'm there to focus on the victim to make sure um, that I can get them set up with a sustainable way for them to continue getting better, um, whether that looks like financial um, help or um, mental health counseling or getting them a new place to stay, uh, something like that. So I'm I'm focused on them. I'm um, trying to work with them and their individual needs, which looks different for every person and right. every crime. Um so I'm there to kind of advocate for them, um, make sure that, you know, from my perspective, that things are kind of going the right way that they should be um, as far as uh, charges or the law enforcement side, but even moving forward um, with the court system and things like that. Um, but mostly linking them up with resources that we have in the community um, to help them and and get them on the right track uh, for success. Okay. I want to circle back to something you said there, because sure. that's... Because it, it was one of the first things I remember, you know, two years ago, the first time I met you and, mm -hmm. and I, when we were, you had just started and we were kind of trying to figure, go, you know, what is this thing that you're doing and all that. Um, and, and it stuck with me then and it resonated when you said it now. So, so someone is the victim of a crime. 
but you said you helped them with court, right? So I think sometimes we forget that that someone who has been perpetrated on by by a, a criminal, um, that's that's not the end of that process for that person, right? Absolutely. So not. and I and I'm not necessarily obviously you know you're helping them with mental health and some other things like that. Obviously, anyone that has a crime perpetrated on them probably you know, they've got some stuff they have to deal with to yeah. get through that. But you you also become now, uh, you, you're going to go into the court system. I'm sure, you know, if you, if you, depending on the crime, you know, you might get subpoenaed and you have to deal with not just the state's attorney, but the defense lawyers as well and other things like that. So um, can you tell me a little bit about what that looks like, that sure. part of it? So luckily the state attorney's office also has victim advocates. So, um, you know, we, we do go to similar training. So we, we know, you know, the, the overreaching goals, um, we have the same goals. Um, but we do communicate really well. I work, um, with a victim advocate here in Crestview at the courthouse, um, where we can kind of link up on cases, but just preparing people is really, um, I'd say the most important that I've experienced is letting them know what to expect moving forward. Um, because that's kind of what they, they want for the most part is yeah. this, you know, they've already been, um, traumatized or in surprise and all of this. So, um, just letting them know what to expect and kind of preparing them maybe for the worst or, um, what the worst case scenario could kind of look like. Um, but just familiarizing them with, um, the court processes, which could include injunctions. It could include, um, like you said, uh, defense attorneys, which would be depositions, um, and then court trial, things like that. Um, and, and how very long the process takes. Yeah. Cause I mean, depending on the case, it might be three, four years before, but before a crime to when the case just starts. Absolutely. So yeah. I imagine that could be, I, I know for some people, they probably just wanted to stop to end, to be done with it, to move on with their life. And then there's this thing where they have to, there's, it's just like constantly sitting there burning, you know, waiting, like, when, when yeah. am I going to have to do this? When do I have to deal with yeah, it? Yeah, they're getting kind of reminded, you know, each time they get a phone call or a letter in the mail, you know, that there's the simplest, you know, change in the course of things that they get reminded and um, kind of stressed out. And they're not exactly sure what it means because it's in, you know, court jargon that, right. <laughs> you know, is really another language sometimes. So, um, yeah, it can be kind of almost re-traumatizing. Okay. So, um, all right. So, so that, that's, that's, that's a cool thing that I, that I thought, you know, all of it's cool, but that was just one of the things that kind of stuck with me. But now we talked about some of the other things. So, um, I guess, I guess what I want to ask you next is, so, um, you, you're a, you're a victim's advocate or a victim advocate. Excuse me, I used to say that wrong. I think. Um, so what what makes you qualified to provide these services for an individual? Um, well, my personal background um, is I have a degree in criminal justice, and I've um, worked various different um, career jobs um, in the system. This is my first uh, working directly with victims. Um, so I have gotten a lot of training. Um, the main one that I got was through the state attorney's office. Um, and it's kind of a, a long, long name for it, but it's a victim services practitioner designation training. Okay. Um, so I'm, <laughs> That's a, that is a mouthful. <laughs> yes, it is. It's sometimes I forget, um, 
all the letters, uh, but it, it's a certificate. So that's um, that uh, a cert- certification that victim advocates have here in the state of Florida, um, and it is something that you know renews every couple of years. Um, I do a lot of kind of elective uh, trainings that just for personal growth and, you know, career growth, just to make sure that I'm current on on things that are happening. Um, but I've done uh, crisis intervention training, which is aimed more for law enforcement, but helpful really to anybody. Sure. Um, I bet. Yeah. And that's through the Florida uh, Sheriff's Association. Um, one of the most intense and amazing trainings I did was the Florida Crisis Response Team training. Um, and they, you know, responded to all sorts of um, tragic events in our state and outside of our state. Um, And just a lot of trainings on domestic violence, on human trafficking, um, trauma, uh, things like that. So um, I guess to to make me qualified is kind of my knowledge of the system, um, dealing with people and, you know, in all different uh, situations, different socioeconomic backgrounds um, and just kind of understanding that I need to kind of meet people where they are and and victims come in all you know different types of people yeah. um, so it's not just one you know population that I'm working with right so. yeah I mean we so media gives us a sense of when I say media I'm not necessarily talking about news what I just mean like media in general you know movies television stories all that things we we tend to have a general idea of what a victim is. And the reality of it is, is that anyone can be a victim. You know, sometimes people, I mean, I'm not going to get super specific, but scams, for instance, you know, a Ponzi scam that, that gets a person that you don't typically think is a victim. And it's not necessarily because a person isn't smart enough to understand what's happening to them. It's usually because they trust the person that is, you know, perpetrating against them or whatever. right? Right. Yeah. So, um, Anyways, I was just a little side note. Sorry. Um, now, I was so so you just told me a whole list of things about what makes you qualified. So what I'm going to ask you is what I feel like is just as important, or maybe more important for some people, and and that is what made you decide to go in this direction uh, as far as your career. So when I saw you know the the job listing, I was really intrigued um, by it, and I thought um, that you know, a mixture of my experience in working in the criminal justice system with law enforcement um, and my knowledge there, but also some of um, my personality. And, um, you know, now I can say after two years that um, I was right in that sense that that it kind of aligned. Um, But dealing with people in crisis is you kind of have to maintain, you know, you don't get too excited, you don't get too emotional um, while being completely empathetic. And that's one of my biggest personality traits is being um, empathetic and kind of understanding and uh, feeling, you know, people's pain and understanding it and um, respecting that and and knowing what it looks like and things like that. So um, just being able to be empathetic and be a good listener when they're going through something really tough. Um, And then I'd say also being reliable and following through. So, you know, if someone is 
you know, a victim of a crime, they're right. if if you tell them that you're gonna uh, call them or you're gonna do something to help them moving forward, following through and making sure that you do it is really important. So that's something that I um, is really important to me, and it always has been. So that's something that I think personality wise is is a good match uh, for this position. Cool. I mm-hmm. I would have to absolutely one hundred percent agree with you about the empathy thing. I imagine. Um, that's one that that might get overlooked sometimes because even even someone who else this is going to sound harsh I'm not trying to be harsh but even someone else who's been a criminal before uh, can still be a victim oh, and that doesn't change mm-hmm. the fact that they're they're a victim right Absolutely. so um and and then and then also people who haven't ever been a criminal before you know empathy is just a, a valuable tool to have as a human being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think and some people could use a little bit more of it. <laughs> right. And you know, it's just uh, being a victim advocate. It's, it's certainly not um, black and white in, in the situations that you're dealing with. Sometimes, yeah. you know, people have criminal backgrounds, but like you said, it's, that doesn't, you know, negate what they're going through and the trauma that they're experiencing and things like that. So um, just kind of being able to be flexible and work with each situation as it comes. Yeah, I, I imagine that would be very valuable uh, to have that ability to do that. Um, also, when you said the the, the follow up, the follow through, uh, yeah, I mean anyone that's in that situation that they're vulnerable now, you're there in that moment where they're vulnerable. So if you're like supposed to be there for them and then you like aren't, that would be terrible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Absolutely. not only that, but I think what can happen sometimes is. Uh, the police officers show up, they handle a scenario in the moment, but that their job is to go from there and investigate and, and do all those other kinds of things. And so there's, there kind of is this, um, this vacuum there, this space for the person, for the, for the victim themselves. And I think that it's awesome that we have someone like you who's there to help to, to fill that, to answer the questions about court, exactly. but to also help with the resources and, and help someone kind of, um, steady their ship, so to speak, after going through, mm-hmm. you know, the, a storm that I'm sure. Well, and explaining it, because sometimes it's confusing, you know, if, if, uh, you know, a defendant or offender gets arrested after, you know, a crime has been committed, essentially, you know, law enforcement kind of moves on to the next crisis that is happening. Right. Um, and then the charges go to the state attorney's office and that can kind of be confusing for people. So I feel, you know, like it was, a great idea on the police department's um, behalf that that they put someone in place that can kind of explain that um, that that's my role. You know, it's um, I can let people know what to expect, help them, send them in the right direction um, to get what they need. Okay. Um, so so if a person uh, is in one of these situations, or they, I know that typically, yeah, I would assume you reach out to them. Uh, but is there is there times where it might be okay for someone to reach out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So um, sometimes I get called out onto um, the scene, depending on the situation. Um, but for the most part, I spend my mornings looking at what happened in our community the weekend before, the night before, uh, what have you, and reaching out to those people. You know, sometimes there might be a phone number that's wrong. Sometimes I might not be able to get them um get contact with them. So absolutely, I would, you know, um, definitely welcome anybody who has any questions or might need any help to reach out um, to me or to 
the department to get a hold of me. Okay, so they call the Crestview Police Department and ask to speak with the victim advocate? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, or our, I, my my office number mm-hmm. um, is 850-306-3734. And my uh, cell number, which can get um, phone calls or texts, would be 850-737-8244. Um, and that those are my direct lines to reach just me. Okay. Um so I guess uh, maybe can we break down a little bit like what what happens in a situation and how someone gets in contact or you end up contacting a person like so like a crime happens, for instance, um, you know, uh, I don't I don't want to get too much into the details of it, but say say an issue went down, I was attacked, I was mugged. Right. And so I call the police and and, you know, I get beat up pretty bad or whatever. You know, whatever happened, someone drew a gun on me. Um, so, so I contact the police. We work through some of that process with them. Now, are you there when I am also um, talking to the police, or does that come afterwards? Uh, generally, it comes afterwards. Um, you know, if if I've worked with somebody before, or if they know that there's a victim advocate, they can always ask for it. Um, you know, and unfortunately, I don't work around the clock because there's right. only me. Um, but absolutely, if it's during daytime hours, I'm around. Um, uh, but they can, you know, the officers can let you know that my position exists and you can reach out to me. But generally, um, it's pretty guaranteed that if I see that something like that happened, the next day I'll be reaching out to see how things have been going since it happened, what I can help with moving forward. Okay. How, what kind of support you can offer and things like that. Absolutely. Any questions, um, anything that you need, any immediate needs, you know, safety concerns, injuries, things like that. Um, and then, you know, kind of more long-term goals as well. Okay. And you, and you said, I know you mentioned at the, at the top, um, I just want to go back to that. There, there's some resources that you can kind of get access to and things like that to help people as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's probably something that people don't ever, really uh consider so what would kind of be like if my car was stolen is there the opportunity for me to possibly get like a rental car or is it more of like uh if i'm displaced because of domestic violence you can help me find a shelter or some temporary housing or like i mean explain to like i don't know so explain it to me so every every situation is very different um but there are you know a lot of resources i'd say one of the main ones could be um florida victim compensation. Um, so that would be after a crime is committed that, that takes a little bit of time. Um, but it doesn't include things like your car gets stolen because that would be more insurance based. Oh yeah. Um, so there are, yeah, there are. I mean, that's why I said explain it because I don't know. Yeah. And and a lot of people have those questions and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to kind of lead them in the right direction with that. But, um, you know, there is compensation, uh, avenues that we can, you know, I can help with um, filing application to get that. Um, There are shelters if you're displaced um, and compensation as well for that. Um, But just uh, working with that individual, because even insurance, even for me, is confusing and sometimes difficult. So each situation, just kind of um, being able to advocate and to um, individually work with that person um, to to get the outcome that they that they want or that they need. Okay, awesome. Um, I think we've done a fairly good job at kind of like covering, you know, 
if a situation happens, what, what, you know, how, how do you end up in a person's life and, and things like that? And obviously, you know, like I said, I don't want to get into anything too graphic or triggering for anyone or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but so we, we have, um, we still have some time left. So I want to, I want to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask you a question that I didn't prepare you for. Oh, <laughs> You were warned a little bit, but I didn't give you a question. So, so I have a few different ones. So I'm going to try a new one on you and we'll see. Uh, we'll see. So it's, it's kind of funny. So it's cheesy a bit. If you could be a fish, when, when I say that, let me, let me rephrase. If you could be an animal that lives in the ocean, we'll open it up. So there's mammals, there's fish, there's a, a few other things as well. Um, what, what would you be? My first thought was dolphin because everyone likes dolphins. Right. I mean, other than I was that just one place where they <laughs> in Japan where they slaughter them. Oh gosh. Them. Okay. Yes. Um, we'll just stay a, away from there. Yeah, I'll stay here. You know, near near the U.S. because you know people go out seeking them out, and you know everyone just loves seeing dolphins. And, yeah, it's awesome, um, especially if you're just you're just like casually at the yeah. beach and they're just like out there yes. like chasing. Yeah, and they're just they're always doing their thing they're jumping they're playing they're and they're you know kind of usually in a pack of some sort mm. they have kind of a buddy or or a group i would say a dolphin just you never really hear bad things no dolphins they don't really bother anyone they're pretty happy i think well unless you're snapper fishing and then they will absolutely bother you until you're ready to ju- uh, just I, you know, not fish anymore. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's or maybe a, I guess a, <laughs> I guess if I was a dolphin too, I guess boats are kind of my enemy um, with their you know motors that yeah. go under. But um, yeah, I yeah, and you know maybe I'll take your snapper fish or your bait. And... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. No, I mean I I really enjoy it. I mean I had a really great experience one time uh, with some friends and we were. We were down at the the pier on the island, um, skimboarding, and then we went out to swim a little bit because uh, it was hot. And we were just all out there hanging out. And then um, a I think they're a pod. I think of dolphins started using us to corral. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was mullet. Um, and it was it was wild because they're like we can see them, you know, and then there's, then they're like pushing the fish towards us to kind of use us to like funnel the fish to some of the ones waiting on the other side of so There's just like fish just jumping through us all of a sudden. And I'm like, cause they're big fish. I'm like, Whoa, what's going on? And then, and then you can see the dolphins or whatever. And I was like, that's clever. That's, that's pretty. So that's what I'm, <laughs> I, that's what I'm hearing from you is that they're really smart. Yeah, so exactly. it kind of just, yeah, <laughs> I guess another reason why. All right. I do you, them. I mean, do you like fish? You're going to have to like fish if you, yeah. uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah, big uh, big fish eater. Okay, mm-hmm. is there? Yeah. Do you have a favorite spot here in the area to get seafood? Yeah, the the fish counter at at, at like Publix or okay. something. <laughs> I don't fish. I don't know. <laughs> I'm from up north, so I don't have a lot of experience fishing. So um, I already get it when it's already you know. You just you're just ready to kick ready it. To you go. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about the rest yep, of it. That's exactly. Okay. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, okay, so. Uh, we have a few minutes left. I want to ask you, is there anything um, in particular that we didn't cover that you'd like to to kind of mention or? Um, overall, I, I just want, you know, the the community, the public to know that I um, am here to to help. I'm here to answer any questions. There's no silly questions. Um, 
you know, it's it's hard to even list the resources available just because each situation is so different. Um, I'm continually uh, educating myself and learning about, you know, more services. And that might be in different counties or even different states um, just to to get people the help that they need or that they want um, or they deserve after something like this happens. So um, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. Um, I know sometimes um, people aren't as um, eager to speak with law enforcement. So sometimes when I call and I say I'm from the Crestview Police Department, um, you know, you might already kind of uh, take me out of you know, the possibility of wanting to talk to me. Um, But I am not law enforcement in the sense that I don't have any arresting powers. I don't um, carry, I don't do anything like that. I'm just there um, to, you know, educate, to help, to, to be there to, to help you moving forward. Okay. All righty. That's a, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I I hadn't considered that, you know, if someone, sometimes people just don't, they just don't like the belief, you know, and, and we have that conversation often when I have, people from the police department on, I'm like, you know, I get excited when I'm a uh, chief McCusker on because I'm like, you know, you guys are doing a lot of trying to do a lot of community engagement, a lot of community outreach. And I think that's important, especially in, in the, the climate that we have politically right now, yeah. where some people just really have issues with the, with the police department. And, and so, um, having that it's kind of like citizen representation. I mean, in a way that's what you are. Right. So, right. And, um, and, and I'm super flexible and, kind of as you were saying that I I thought of that it was that you know I don't I don't sit behind a desk all the time I'm you know I'm mobile I can meet you I can come to your home I you know I'm I'm totally flexible um and can kind of come to you when things are you know more quiet um and in a for them a safe like environment yeah so so I'm yeah so that's much less of an intrusive thing and more of just trying to work with someone and and just communicate with them um cool uh yeah i think that's uh that's about it for this one i told you it would go fast, <laughs> <It did> go <laughs> fast. <laughs> um so real quick um i'm gonna kill this episode to make it not evergreen by saying the triple b is coming up i don't have the exact date so just be on the lookout it's towards the end of this month should be exciting um uh we um uh real quick that's i think that's it terrible today so uh there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on here at the city we got a lot of stuff happening so if you want to know what's going on you can always check us out on our social medias at city of crestview uh you can check out the crestview police department i think they're i think it's at crestview pd i think is what it is at least on facebook and on instagram i'm pretty sure and they always have funny stuff going on in theirs and things like that um Again, if you if you need to speak with Lauren, you can reach out. Uh, I'm going to uh, also put that number in the text that goes along with the podcast, but it's here. You can always call the police department directly and then ask to speak with the victim advocate. Got mm-hmm. it right that time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lauren, this, thank you so much uh, for coming on. I really appreciate you. T- I know you're busy. We're all, you know, we all are. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate anyone that comes in um, and, and meets with me. Uh Thank you to everyone that takes the time to listen uh, and engage with us um, on a civic level. You know, it's really important to remember uh, that your local government is where most of the things that happen in your life affect you the most right here on the local level. It's easy to get distracted by what's going on federally or, or globally or things like that, um, or even at the state level sometimes, but really what's happening right here at home, you can influence, uh, come to city council meetings, reach out to your local government, and we can help you out with that. Um 
Also, just real quick, we are taking donations for animal control. If you'd like to do that, you can find more information on our website. And uh, the drop-off point is the Crestview PD. So there you go on that one. Uh, and that's going to be everything for this one. Uh, real quick, thank you, WAZ, WJSB, for playing these Saturday morning. And you can find us just about anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, thank you, Crestview. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Civic View. You can hear new episodes every Friday on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, Podbean, iHeartRadio, and on our website at www.cityofcrestview.org. Civic View is a public affairs program produced and recorded right here at City Hall and is also featured Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. on WAAZ-FM and WJSB-AM. Our music is recorded, produced, and performed by Scott Holmes, and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at City of Crestview. And with that, I'll say be safe, Crestview, and I'll catch you next time.